He came down from Monster Island. It took him three days in the rain. Hankering for some heads and arms. Hopes to see Gwenpool again. But now he lives down by the ocean. Deadpool's take care of the little shark. They hang out on Monster Island. And Jeff feeds in light or dark. Can't you feel Jeff circling, honey? Can't you feel Jeff swimming around? You got Jeff's fins to the left, Jeff's fins to the right, and Deadpool's the only bait around. Oh. Whoa, whoa. You got Jeff's fins to the left, Jeff's fins to the right, and Gwenpool is the only girl around. All right, welcome to episode 46 of Under the Call of MS. That's a little play on Jimmy Buffett's fin song for our little buddy Jeff the Land Shark. Today we're going to talk about a couple of little quick comics. Keep with the October theme. Horror style, monster style type comics. First one we got here is Deadpool. Issue 7 from the current run. It's a nice commemorative cover for Chadwick Boseman. Black Panther who passed away. He's from 1976 to 2020. He lived years older than me. Or younger than me. It starts out with Deadpool having a dream. Give you a little rundown of where we're at with this uh, series and everything, if, in case you have forgotten. I've been reviewing these regularly. Chosen to take part in a top secret government program, Wade Wilson was bestowed with the ability to heal from any wound. He became a mercenary. Then, for a while, he tried to be a hero. It, well, it went pretty badly, so badly that Wade decided to go back to being a classic chaos agent. Merc with the mouth, the regenerating degenerate known as Deadpool. When monsters took over Staten Island thanks to a centuries-old legal claim, Deadpool was hired to slay the monster king. Wade killed the king, which, according to the monster law, made him the new king of the monsters. Being King turned out to be a lot less fun than it, than it seemed. Deadpool's reign began with numerous bureaucratic complaints, a hostile royal guard corps, the appearance of monster hunter Elsa Bloodstone, and the tense relations with the neighboring boroughs. But after saving his monster citizens from a killing spree by craving the hunter, Deadpool gained the trust of his royal subjects as well as the loyalty of his royal guards. Of course, nothing in Deadpool's life ever stays hunky-dory for long. Like a bad penny, Elsa turned up with some dire news. The bloodstone embedded in her palm is killing her, and she needs Wade's help to stop it before it's too late. 
basically Elsa and Deadpool have to go searching for this bone bone eating beast. And there's all these other little bone eaters and stuff and Deadpool's just kicking back with his feet up on a monster. Jeff the land shirts just sitting there next to him and Deadpool has a dream about getting eaten by this giant bone monster and stuff and he's like mad because he says no more dream monsters in as footstools because he thinks that the monster is a dream monster and he's walking away the dream mon- the monster's like but I'm not a dream monster I'm a prophecy monster so he's basically showing Deadpool what's going to happen in his near, near future and he doesn't realize that and he doesn't take that into thought and so him and Elsa are getting ready to go take a trip and using the one monster that can help him with uh, dimensional travel and stuff where they have to get puked up by the monster (laughs) he's like okay Jeff you gotta stay put him and Elsa are just gonna take off and Jeff ain't gonna put up with that Jeff the land shark wants to go wherever Deadpool goes. He jumps up in the air and swallows Deadpool's head. <laughs> Deadpool's like, well, I guess Jeff's going with it, whether we like it or not. I want to ruin the rest of the story. They basically go after these bone-eating monsters and hunt them down and have fun times with Jeff along the way. <laughs> it's just uh, still going great. Uh, I'm very happy I jumped on that series and looking forward to the rest of the Monster Island stuff of everything that comes up with it and hopefully Jeff keeps making appearances in all the different issues and the other one we got here also another Chadwick Boseman commemorative cover uh, is Marvel Zombies Resurrection number two this one's the basic story so far, I'm pretty sure I reviewed the first one on here, is this is part two of four. Years ago, the Galactus Hive, the zombified corpse of Galactus, fell to Earth, bringing with it infected heroes and a virus that spread to the general population. Now Peter Parker, a.k.a. Spider-Man, Valeria Richards, and Franklin Richards, on its trail. The Richards hoping to cure their infected parents and Peter just trying to keep them alive. After discovering a way to trace the cosmic radiation of the hive, their lives were saved by Blade. He wants in. So yes, at the end of the first one, Blade appeared and it's like, I was happy to see him in the story, someone different. I don't Recall seeing him in the other Marvel Zombies that uh, issues that I read. They also they got uh, Captain Marvel's flirting cat with her, with them while he's hanging with the kids, protecting them. Yeah, that giant uh, Sentinel robot that Peter Parker modified to basically be a giant nanny to protect the kids and. They come across an area that's supposed to be mostly uh, 
AI robotic activity characters around this town and you find out that there's tons of zombies in there too. So some of these robotic characters and stuff come in to affect and take out things and they come across a few other friends of theirs which I can't click on her name right now at the moment, but uh, get together, work on getting them them away from all the zombies, get them off to a an area, and they end up in a bubble. Uh, like she's asking about. Forge, Warlock, Moonstone, and the rest of the crew. And trying to figure out what happened to everybody else. And as they're just sitting there trying to protect that area. Uh, there's lots of different... Different zombies, zombified creatures in here too, and superheroes that come into effect and try to attack them and take them out and they get put in a bubble which is a preservation thing for the humans which still gives them some type of disease some type of virus like a mild form of the zombie virus because they want everybody to basically be zombified by the virus because they think it's a good thing which makes no sense because what we learn from the other Marvel zombie ones is they just infect everybody and then realize they pretty much infected or ate everything that they could. So they got to go off and find other worlds that they can find more food to feed, feed on and kill off. But yet they say this is a, this virus is an advancement to the humans and all that stuff. And not really an advancement if you end up with an insatiable hunger and you're just going around wiping out everything around you and not leaving yourself anything for future and it's like the hunger can hunger can never be satisfied anyways so why bother zombifying everybody it's kind of strange that even as zombified superheroes that they're still have their brains intact to an extent and they're still wanting everybody to get this virus uh, I don't know it's been interesting what's going to happen what Blade's going to do I mean there isn't too much fighting or attacking or defending by the main characters in this one it's more about them getting into this village and then getting put into this bubble and all the other characters attacking and you're left hanging waiting for the next episode which You'd think they'd go a little further since this is apparently only going to be a four-part, uh, four-comic run, and we're already halfway through it. I think we'd want to see more activity with, like, uh, Reed Richards and stuff. You got the children looking for Sue and Reed, and you just aren't, you're not really seeing much of those characters and what's going on with them, so... Let's see what happens in the future. I'll throw another thing out there that's a little bit 
scary, a little bit Halloween-y, but <laughs> uh, we just uh, got X-Ray Robot number two finally in, long-awaited. I can't remember how many months it's been since we got X-Ray Robot number one. I had to reread that, but that's a fun story. One of our members of our comic club is going to be uh, represented and drawn into issue number three coming up, hopefully next month. Uh, there's three types of covers for each one, A, B, and C cover. They just came out with C covers. I'm assuming each one will have a C cover, but I'm not sure yet. Uh, but yeah, it's basically a time travel alternate dimension thing. It's fun with seeing body parts getting chopped off, but not to the point of bleeding or anything to get cleanly cut off and then cleanly get put back on back together and stuff when they get near get back in the same dimension and stuff uh you see i know problems with time travel that they're pretty much obvious once someone starts messing with time travel others are going to mess with it and they're going to all do their own different versions of it even if you change something to be perfectly fine someone else is going to change it back or do it their own way or whatever because no one can ever work together we're all a bunch of individual mindless zombies ourselves but it's fun interesting story you're seeing the laboratory people with their conflicts and stuff and their issues and causing more and more problems which could possibly get everybody that's involved trapped in alternate dimensions or timelines or whatever we will see what happens and what kind of character Anthony from the comic club ends up being drawn as and very interested in that. And, but yeah, it's a Michael Laura Allred comic X-ray robot. Check it out. It's the greatest new series by the Allreds. So. All right. Let's see, what do we want to talk about today? Let's go over some stem cell stuff. Uh, Researchers are looking at stem cells to develop potential treatments for multiple sclerosis. These cells offer promise because they can divide to make unlimited copies of themselves. And under the right conditions, some, some can change into specialized cells. They compromise our tissues and organs. Stem cell is a single cell that can replicate itself and or change into other cell types. So basically, you can scientifically modify it to make it into the type of cells that you need to help fight whatever problems you have inside your body and stuff like that. Uh, So I've been... Looking forward to seeing more advancements of it, but the way it looks, our only many of for many of us, our only chance is like going overseas to get something done because it's more relevant and they're actually allowing things to be done, whereas they're still fighting certain things and trying to figure them out in the United States still, but. I want some. Give me a big old jar full. Get in my belly. But 
stem cells, what we know. It was basically an article by Mary King, PhD, that I got a lot of the information from. Uh, stem cells take their name from Stamzelli, S-T-A-M-M-Z-E-L-L-E, a word created by a German biologist in the late 1800s to describe cells in early development from which he believed all other cells must stem. That's like they knew about these in the 1800s and we're still trying to figure them out in the 21st century. Today we know that stem cells have two very important abilities. They are cells that can divide to make unlimited copies of themselves and under the right conditions they can change, differentiate into the specialized cells that make up our tissues and organs. Stem cells can be isolated from many different tissues in the body, not just from those, not just those from embryos. Some types of stem cells have the ability to develop to develop into any type of cell in the body, while others can only become certain types of specialized cells. In MS, much of the stem cell research focuses on creating specialized cells that have the potential to fix an immune system that is mistakenly attack, attacking our myelin, or to repair damaged myelin to restore nerve signaling. There are four main categories of stem cells that may have applications for MS. Tissue-specific stem cells, sometimes called adult stem cells, referring to the stage of growth of the cell, not the person or organism that hosts them. These are found in some tissues or organs, including the heart, lungs, skin, brain, sperm, and eggs. While these cells can differentiate, they are limited to a few types of specialization, depending on where the tissue's specific cell originates. Embryonic stem cells, probably the most well-known and most controversial type of stem cell, is derived from a blastocyte ball of 150 to 200 cells that forms at the very beginning of embryo development. Under the right laboratory conditions, embryonic stem cells uh, all have the ability to become any type of cell, so they are referred to as pluripotent stem cells. You got induced pluripotent stem cells. IPSC. In 2007, scientists figured out how to program skin cells and other cells to transform in a sense to move backward in time so they could become pluripotent, much like embryonic stem cells. This means investigators now have a powerful research tool, a way to make the rough equivalent of human embryonic stem cells from skin and other cells without using embryos. These IPSC-like embryonic stem cells have the capacity to become other kinds of cells, including brain cells, under the right conditions in the laboratory. And we have mesochymal stem cells, MSC. A fourth type of stem cell is commonly isolated from bone marrow, blood, or fat cells. MSC have broader abilities under the right laboratory conditions to become cells normally found 
in very different types of tissue, such as bone, cartilage, or fat. In some experimental circumstances, MSC also appear to be able to modify immune function. Stem cells and MS research. The entire field of stem cell research in MS is rapidly expanding in many different directions. Here are just a few of the promising new avenues and results. Trying to reboot the immune system. This method aims to use hematopoietic stem cell transplant, HSCT. We hear about a lot more nowadays, but to replace cells in the bone marrow that give rise to circulating immune cells in the blood in an effort to slow or stop MS. I'm being attacked by a cat right now. He's kind of like trash in my area. <laughs> but it's like basically making making superheroes with stem cells. It's like they can modify us, change our body around and have, have it attack certain areas to promote basically repair and stuff like that. Highly interesting. Stem cells can be used to promote repair. Another aim of research in MS is to figure out how to use stem cells as tools to aid in the repair of damage that has, has already occurred to our myelin. Here, long-term girl, girl long-term goal is to isolate stem cells and convert them into specialized cells then introduce the specialized cells back into the bloodstream bloodstream or directly into the spinal fluid to stimulate repair of ms damage great that means we're going to get some more spinal spinal tappage and stuff like that for those Research continues to push the envelope when it comes to stem cell therapies for MS. Some are looking into ways to transform stem cells harvested from people with MS into specialized cells and then could be reinjected to reverse the damage. Stem cells for other MS research. Stem cells can also be a valuable tool for basic research to better understand the disease. Dr. Fasadi has developed a unique way to take human skin cells, create IPSC, convert those into obligatin, oblig, <laughs> oligatin drocytes. Uh, what? Jeez, they can't make these words more, more speakable. <laughs> and she hopes the use of obligatin drocytes as a better model for studying myelination in MS and evaluating potential MS stem cell therapies. Okay, we're done talking today. <laughs> you can't speak anymore. But yeah, that's a little play, a little updated knowledge on stem cell therapy, what it's doing for us uh, you can research it yourself look i've known i've 
people that have gone overseas, I've heard them talk about how well it worked for them and stuff like that, but not easy just finding a place, getting it all set up, going and getting it all done and seeing if it works for you, the cost of getting there, the stress on the body doing it and all that and not being in a weird, strange, different country or whatever. Hoping that their doctors understand us and what we're dealing with and they have MS patients of their own, but it's just being from another country and stuff, you never know. It's scary and confusing if you try and do something like that. But uh, Other than that, I suppose you could throw a quick recipe in here too. I've played around with them and enjoyed them, and I love making hummus and stuff like that myself instead of buying in a store it's very simple to whip up just throw a couple cans of beans in your blender food processor and just add some oil and seasonings to it and whip it up a little lemons makes an excellent hummus but uh roasted chickpeas not something you really thought about probably and it's becoming more and more common with the vegetarian vegan store uh, restaurants if you're looking for a satisfying snack that's super for your health look no further than the humble chickpea or garbanzo bean you may know that chickpeas are high in protein fiber and iron but did you know studies indicate chickpeas can improve blood sugar control reduce inflammation in the gut and help lower cholesterol Canned chickpeas retain much of their nutritional value and are comparable to dried cooked versions, making canned chickpeas a terrific fatigue-free alternative. Roasted chickpeas are crunchy on the outside, creamy on the inside, and satisfyingly spicy. Don't care for the heat? Chickpeas' mild flavor pairs well with most spice blends. Choose your favorite and give it a try. Ingredients for a simple basic one is one 15-ounce can of chickpeas, one tablespoon olive oil, one teaspoon salt, one two teaspoons chili powder, or other spice blend, whatever you whatever you prefer. And you could do an Italian seasoning, you could do a ranch style seasoning. And there's just so many different things you could do with it. Pick the seasonings you like, throw them in there. If you want a little more spicy, go with chili chili powder, cumin, stuff like that. But uh, basically, preheat your oven to 400 degrees. Drain the chickpeas and rinse them thoroughly under cool running water. Allow it to air dry in the colander for two to five minutes or tap them with a paper towel and dry them off. Meanwhile, line a baking sheet with aluminum foil or parchment paper. Pour the olive oil and salt into a bowl or zip top storage bag. Add the chickpeas. Shake it around, roll it around, get it nicely coated and remove any stray skins that fall off or you find in there place them in a single layer on a baking sheet and bake for 20 to 30 minutes or until golden brown and golden and starting to brown i should say you don't want to get them too dark otherwise the insides won't be soft uh 
shaking or gently turning the chickpeas every 10 minutes helps get them nicely evenly cooked and then remove them from the oven and sprinkle with chili powder or alter whatever alternate seasoning you want tossing them gently to coat serve them warm or store them in an airtight container once they're completely cooled but yeah it's a chickpeas are a great source of something to eat that's healthy for you tastes good if you do them right try them out at the end of our mission here to for today and we'll talk to you again soon